Hello and welcome to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. I'm your host, Roman Segal, and in today's episode, I'll be talking about the pharma and biotech supply chain with Stefano Console, Senior Advisor and Founder at Oriento. Hey Stefano, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roman, and hello to you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, just to start off with Stefano, um, it'd be really useful to just give the listeners a little bit of information about who you are and, and what you do at Oriento. Yeah, basically, uh, my experience uh, is spanning to the life science sector. And uh, as a background, I'm a, an organometallic chemist, so specialized in catalysis. And uh, I always worked uh, in uh, in the pharmaceutical sector, covering different roles, technical and later on in business. And more recently, in 2012, uh, I decided to create my own company. At the beginning, it was just a simple individual uh, company, and uh, later on in 2018, become something more uh, complex, let me say, and uh, organizationally is uh, now called Oriento. And uh, my experience uh, was always uh, in uh, manufacturing, drug substance and drug product. And uh, what uh, I kept uh, from my initial studies were the basically curiosity and the idea to apply new things to to make uh, better what uh, everyone is doing. Of course, uh, we always have to keep in mind that in the pharmaceutical and uh, biotech sector, the final client, let me say, is a patient. So someone that needs a, mm-hmm. a treatment to improve the quality of life. And uh, so basically, I kept this spirit uh, through all my professional life. And I come to the decision to, to start uh, on my own because uh, I've seen some... Uh, rigid rules that uh, uh, in the industry I used to work. And uh, sometimes the innovative uh, approaches are blocked by some uh, not always uh, scientifically based uh, arguments. And uh, of course, when you work for a larger uh, organization, this uh, this is something you have to comply with the company rules. When you are on, on your own, you can explore uh, new science and try to apply to to the problem that uh, everyone is facing every day, especially manufacturing. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting the point there about the uh, kind of organization structure in, in bigger companies, and I have to say personally that was that was also one of the reasons that uh, you know I took the decision to to found my own business um, 11 years ago was um, I found it very difficult being in very structured, large company environments where things took forever to get done. <laughs> and so I, I, you know, much like yourself, when you take the plunge to, to found your own company, um, it, yes, it comes with many pressures, which I'm sure you could talk about, but it also comes with a sense of freedom um, and speed to do, to do things uh, very, very quickly. Um, and, and, and for the for the listeners, tell tell everybody where you're based and, and where, where where you grew up as well, because um, you've got quite an interesting kind of backstory and and also where where you live now. And 
and obviously we we had the pleasure of meeting um when when we first met in Lugano mm-hmm. in, in Switzerland which I have to say Stefano is is probably the most beautiful place I've ever visited <laughs> for for business and uh, I always uh, for listeners uh, this is a really fantastic story where where my colleague and I Lindsay were with Stefano and his colleague in Lugano and uh, I remember Stefano saying hey let's let's go for lunch can, can you bring your passport and Lindsay and I looked at each other you know with a very puzzled look which is why does he want us to bring our passport and then we proceeded to drive over the the border into Italy to have lunch together which we you know b- being from the UK is not something we ever have experienced which we found absolutely fascinating so yeah but it, sorry just to interlude with that story but I thought it was a really interesting and um, but yeah, it'd be really useful for you to just kind of give the listener a little bit on kind of where you're from and, and also where you where you grew up as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. In effect, uh, I must say that uh, Oriento is uh, uh, located in Lugano, in the Lugano city. While the episode you are mentioning is a little bit uh, is close, but in the in the surroundings of Lugano. Yes, uh, in effect, uh, the Canton Ticino, that is the the region, uh, the Swiss region where Lugano is based, uh, is a very bu- beautiful uh, spot to live, uh, but uh, uh, at the same time uh, is also uh, a very intense and uh, active canton, as I would say most of Switzerland, but especially for life science, Canton Ticino is uh, uh, investing and, and is growing a lot. There is a, a pool of, uh, at the moment, a relatively small number of pharmaceutical companies, but they are growing. And um, despite uh, I'm an Italian citizen, as, a, as a, I was born in, in Venice, grew up in Milano, then uh, I found uh, that uh, Switzerland in general and Ticino is a very nice place, uh, not only for beautiful uh, landscape, but really to do business. Very uh, smart, uh, very efficient, very flexible, very supportive to the business. So this is the reason why the company has been incorporated there. And uh, the, the Oriento is growing uh, with, uh, with a philosophy that is, uh, I think the right word is mentioned, is a fractional management. Uh, mm-hmm. The company is uh, basically... There are a few individuals that are part of the as an employee of the company, and then we we are creating uh, two rounds of circle around uh, around uh, the core, and one is our associates uh, we call the mm-hmm. external associates, and uh, these are most of them are people that uh, I used to do business with. Uh, most of them are former clients, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everyone, like me, is passionate on something. For example, myself, I'm very passionate in the scale-up of uh, organic chemistry and particle engineering. But we have other individuals very passionate in uh, supply chain management or analytics and uh, uh, or uh, in formulation. And Mm -hmm. uh, we, we created this team of associates that in some way is similar to the association that lawyers or uh, um, fiscal or economical consultant they are doing. And then we are creating a network of uh, organizations, so companies that can uh, uh, act and can do and to, and let me say they are able to make and create uh, uh, our 
ideas and our vision. Uh, I can spend some example on that maybe later on. But yeah, uh, sure. the, the idea is uh, really to have a, a group of very passionate people working together because this is what I, my experience working with uh, companies, many times I found that there was a, a lack of some expertise or some competence when we faced the projects. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so Oriento is growing, uh, following an idea that is uh, basically to, uh, to step up to solve uh, the, the status of experience I made in my uh, professional life in big organizations where, of course, uh, as we said, are less flexible because big organization uh, needs very clear and defined rules and there is less space for uh, innovation. So true mm-hmm. that, uh, especially in North America, this is, uh, and in the Boston area, this is extremely evident. Uh, the innovation is coming from startups. And uh, yeah. and, uh, and the bigger than uh, can bring to the market the solution, but the, really the idea is uh, uh, burning is is uh, coming out from startups. Oh, that's great! That's a really interesting kind of insight. And and when I when I think of you, Stefano, and as as a as a professional, the the two words that always come to mind in my mind are particle engineering and and spray drying. Actually, just because of the the time that we've we've spent together why why is spray drying and even particle engineering why are these services or capabilities so in demand at the minute what is it that's driving um the the desire from companies large and small for these particular capabilities yeah uh, raman thank you for this question because uh uh, this allow me to to focus on a a point uh, where there's some uh allow me to say philosophy and uh, and uh, practical application the particle engineering uh, is a uh, is a definition that uh, uh, people like me and there are other experts who are using to to talk about uh, what you do uh, with your powder which are the the process you have to apply to your powder to get uh, something useful for the scope and uh, and uh, specifically about spray drying uh, spray drying is a technology that is pretty old in the sense that uh, the in first uh, example are in the 18th century so it's quite uh, wow. far away but in the pharmaceutical in the pharmaceutical is a relatively new uh, technology relatively new means just 10 years that is widely okay. applied and uh, you must imagine that uh, in the in the industrial application, uh, typical example is the the powder milk, uh, but you can consider also some uh, detergents are made by spray drying. So mm-hmm. when uh, I was doing my my start on my own in 2012, one of my client. Uh, uh, was uh, is uh, because still the, in business uh, is uh, is a company based in Switzerland, uh, very focused on spray drying, and is the company where we had the chance also to, mm-hmm. to meet together. And uh, uh, I was called by the owner of the company to support them and to uh, initially to do business development and to lead the company. Mm, but uh, the, the the search and the clients of this company are other pharmaceutical companies that are interested in the technology, but they do not have uh, uh, the, the infrastructure and the facilities. 
And this is a typical outsourcing problem in the sense mm-hmm. that for some technologies, it's not just simply to buy a piece of equipment to put in your facility and you can run the technology. There are these new technologies require, uh, beside the equipment itself, uh, 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 the layout, the facility designed in a certain way. You need uh, suitable utilities. You need the people that is trained to utilize the, the equipment and the technology, and you need to have know-how. So mm-hmm. uh, basically, <clears throat> what uh, what is the value <clears throat> Today, of these uh, of these uh, sites that offer spray drying, for example, is uh, the the possibility for an external for a sponsor to to go there and then uh, to have uh, a very highly qualified uh, team that can take care of this specific technological step like spray mm-hmm. drying. Uh, as ori- at Oriento, we look at this aspect of particle engineering uh, in. Uh, uh, let me say, wider and higher way uh, because, uh, and this is what also I'm teaching to the the new people working in, uh, in the process development, is that there should be a different way to look uh, at, at the development of, of a new drug. And uh, what is uh, coming out from the existing uh, and historically organization of big companies there is always a difference between uh, the drug substance or API manufacturing and uh, the drug product or pharmaceutical or formulator or finished dodgers, as you want to call manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Technologies like spray drying are falling exactly in the, in the gray area in the middle between the two. And in my experience, uh, also for other technologies, I used to work in this space. So I become convinced that... Uh, it's not correct to approach uh, the use of technology like spray drying, but I can name uh, also micronization, that is a particle mm-hmm. size reduction, to, to consider these technologies just uh, a part of the API manufacturing or a part of the finished dosage manufacturing. In my vision, uh, is more, and this is a, a let me say, a, a subject uh, much more advanced uh, in the US than in Europe. Uh, is what about uh, is called continuous manufacturing. There are some examples, and in the, in the Boston area, there is a famous company doing that. And at MIT, there were some interesting projects where basically the you were getting the tablets from a, a manufacturing unit that was starting with some chemical reactants. So to have all the process delivering the drug, the finished product that the, the patient need. And if you consider the, the technology embedded in a system like this one, it's completely mm-hmm. different how it's played today. And uh, how it's played today, spray drying still, there are very few sites worldwide that can do this, but especially most of these are disconnected between what is happening upstream and downstream. And this okay. is creating an inefficiency that is one of the reasons why some cost of goods could be very, very high. And this inefficiency is where a company like Oriento is trying to, to improve or to reduce the cost of goods. Interesting. Very interesting. You are listening to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. 
the podcast for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space. And you kind of started talking quite generally about uh, the kind of outsourcing space and, and the drug development space that, that we operate. So what are the kind of biggest trends or shifts that you're seeing going on right now or um, any interesting patterns that, that you're seeing? Obviously, you travel quite a lot around the world. And at the, at the time of recording, um, it's obviously we're not traveling at all because of the coronavirus is spreading across the world, but are there any kind of big level trends and changes that you're seeing in the, in the sector? Yeah. Um, what, uh, yeah, there are some trends and one I just mentioned is about the concept of continuous manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are some also, uh, some trends that now are accelerated due also, unfortunately to the, Luckily or unluckily, depending on on how you think, but uh, because changes, in my opinion, are always positive, even if dramatic, like uh, the the moment we are living. I'm currently, you know, living near Milano, so uh, you you yeah. know what is the pandemic situation here in Milano. But uh, the changes are positive, and there are some acceleration that uh, we perceived. We are also partially involved as Oriental and our partner in this. For example, one of the trends that uh, I see taking more and more interest is the modeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mathematical modeling, uh, that is something that has been uh, played only at the bigger corporation level until a few years ago is becoming uh, something also more and more accessible also to smaller organizations. For people that is, uh, for the listener that are not uh, familiar with mathematical modeling, this is uh, an approach where basically you use the uh, physical laws and you apply to your process, your technology, and uh, you create a model a mathematical model that describes the process you you are running. It can be applied for a manufacturing process, but we are working also in some projects where it's applied for stability studies, for example, or also to some uh, clinical uh, studies. And Mm -hmm. this uh, is an effort uh, that uh, is very useful because force uh, the the team of uh, product development to learn more and to understand more about uh, their own product. And uh, and this uh, go to another point that is becoming uh, accelerated because of this uh, pandemic situation is about the portability of the processes. Yeah. The, the idea to have a continuous process, uh, uh, probably most people is aware about uh, projects like uh, having uh, the... the manufacturing of finished dosage in a fridge size. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea to have the possibility to manufacture locally life-saving uh, drugs, this is a dream, but the technology now is developing so fast that it's becoming less a dream and probably an application. Jumping a little bit out of the organic chemistry, that is my you know basic and main area, but uh, uh, there are mm-hmm. also in the biologics. There is a, a company in Belgium, for example, that uh, that organized um, a new uh, process intensification to make vaccines, for example. 
that okay. you, you might have uh, the, the production of uh, 100 million doses of vaccine in 25 square meter. This is something that wow. uh, only five years ago was even impossible to think, but there were some visionary people that uh, invested and, and uh, are achieving this. So the continuous, the process intensification, and uh, coming back to what I was saying, uh, the possibility to make uh, multiple technology at the same site, avoid uh, um, uh, cost and mm -hmm. uh, improve optimization. The, exactly what I was saying about spray drying. Yeah. Today, uh, most of the supply chain where spare drying is required, talking about outsourcing uh, activities, because of course big corporations are equipped uh, with the technology in, in the same site, but most of the projects, you have a synthesis of API in one site, spray drying in another site, and maybe formulation in a third site. And we're talking about global, you know, maybe API yeah. in Germany and then... Uh, the, the spray drying uh, maybe in Switzerland and then the formulation in US. This is very inefficient. It's very risky. And nowadays, people understand, uh, okay, we're in a global world, but uh, uh, what about shortage? You know, if, yeah. if I have, especially for chronic treatments, life-saving chronic treatments, the risk you expose the patient uh, is, uh, is pretty high. So there is today, there are today technologies and approaches that could... Uh, uh, move uh, and accelerate the possibility to to make much more efficient what we are doing today. And, and Stefano, let me ask you just a quick follow-up question, just really interesting point there about the kind of globalization of the sector. And I think for, for many years that it has been a very global supply chain and obviously the impact of coronavirus on the supply chain, particularly in places like India and China has been has been felt by most companies in the sector across the industry. Do you do you see a future where the supply chain in the industry might revert back to being more local rather than global? Obviously, given given what's going on, or do you think that the industry will continue to to work on it on a kind of very global basis? I'm just interested to get your thoughts on on what you think I'll. What, what do you think the impact will, you know, of the coronavirus will have long term on on the sector? Uh, Raman, thank you for this question because uh, I want to reply uh, starting with the very short story at the beginning of my career. Beginning of my career, I was a process development chemist in an API manufacturing company. The first project I had uh, responsibility. It was a project uh, uh, where the regulatory starting material was uh, not easily available at the time. I'm talking, of course, about some decades ago, and China at the time was not really an option for mm -hmm. uh, small companies. Uh, and uh, was uh, available, expensive. So my my boss, the R&D director, said, okay, Stefano, we have to to find a way to make the, this starting material on our own. And then, in the meantime, my colleagues started to look to an external source of this material. This, uh, and then, of course, the project was very successful. And uh, till today, this API is manufactured in this company. And there are still, uh, the, currently, the starting material is coming from outside, but they have still... Uh, the know-how to manufacture the regulatory starting material in-house. Mm -hmm. And this is the message that 
where I want to 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 highlight, and also we are facing as Oriental, we are involved nowadays in some of these projects. Of course, uh, the the market, uh, the companies have been uh, used to supply out of Asia for some uh, basic materials, and this uh, I want to use uh, maybe a very strong word, but destroyed the fem- fine chemical industry in the Western countries, particularly through mm-hmm. in Europe, uh, also in US. But, uh, but then the people realized that, uh, and nowadays this is a, a, a reality, that this supply chain is too long, is too risky. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. because of the old years uh, of the easy access to very cheap uh, supplier for, for starting material, for example, uh, the, the companies lost the the uh, habit to develop the know-how in-house. And, and, and what we are, as Oriento, myself and other associates, we are teaching, advising companies in Europe, for example, uh, to restart again, to, to have this know-how, and then uh, to uh, exploit the supply chain based on uh, uh, cost advantages, but always having the possibility to have uh, in an in-house or uh, let me say local uh, as you define it local manufacturing uh, local supply because uh, uh, yeah I think this um, pandemic uh, is uh, showing some limits of the current supply chain and uh, and, uh, this is what also we are experiencing uh, uh, where we are involved in some projects where uh, companies are asking uh, Oriento to to create the chemistry for some uh, regulatory starting materials that uh, at the moment are only available out of China. There are no other suppliers in, in the Western countries. Interesting. So Stefano, we've um, we've obviously talked quite at length around uh, you know the predictions around the supply chain and what might happen uh, in the sector. And just kind of interested to talk a little bit more about you and, and your career because you've had such an uh, interesting career in terms of very varied uh, you know, being a business development person in an API company to founding your own business to running a, a contract services business. And I'm just interested to know kind of um, what, did, have you made any mistakes on that journey and what things have you learned, but also, you know, for for younger people developing a career in the, in the outsourcing space, any, any advice you've got for those people based on, uh, you know, what you've learned you know, over the, over the years. Uh, Raman, thank you for this question. Um, Always very, very pleased to share my experience uh, and uh, and uh, so far also I had the chance to to meet and to be involved with some young talent that uh, then uh, deployed the day, their talents and and really they become a very good player in this business. Uh, yeah, in effect, I made mistakes. Of course, yes. <laughs> the, the most, the most important thing is to learn from mistakes and avoid to repeat it. And uh, yeah, as a character, I'm quite uh, independent, and uh, I think that uh, I did not appreciate always at the beginning of my professional life uh, what I was doing. You know, this first company I mentioned was uh, I was uh, having many hats on my head. I was doing. Uh, Officially, I was a process development manager, but then I was responsible for labeling, safety. And, uh, and this, of course, uh, uh, I was working here you know, 
a lot, really a lot. And uh, when you are young, maybe you like to do something else. But uh, what uh, is the learning? What I learned that, uh, and uh, learning at the beginning is very, very important. So every time to the young uh, people uh, sorting from universities, I say, dedicate some years to learn. Really, yeah. uh, um, Put yourself, uh, you know, uh, in in the work and uh, be passionate about what you're doing. And then uh, after this initial experience, as I said, I'm, I'm a chemist, uh, so I do not have any study on economics or you know, marketing, whatever. But then if you like dealing with people, uh, today there is a big space, especially for outsourcing uh, organization, to have people with technical background uh, involved in uh, uh, external project management or vice mm -hmm. versa on the CDMO yeah. side. Because uh, to understand about uh, what you're doing uh, is crucial. In the past, it uh, was different. There were uh, technical people and salespeople. Uh, now, more and more companies trying to make efficiency, they try to overlap the two. The possibility, I always uh, uh, took challenges and uh, I made some uh, very intense experience uh, and uh, for example uh, do I for a while I worked in a medium-sized uh, Italian pharmaceutical company and I was uh, functional to make a joint venture uh, and more than joint venture a collaboration uh, with an Indian pharmaceutical company wow. this uh, uh, pushed me to to live here for quite a while, and uh, and you need to be passionate, of course, in uh, uh, dealing with uh, with people. Uh, be open to learn about different cultures that yeah. that goes. But these uh, then uh, could uh, drive uh, to a very interesting career, because uh, of course having the the passion about people means also the ability then to manage large teams. Sure. And uh, and uh, this is something I really loved, and uh, I would say that uh, I built up my own career. Uh, I think yeah. I, I was lucky because I started with this from a small family-owned business at the beginning yeah. of my career. I never probably my career was completely different if I started with a larger mm -hmm. corporation, you know. But uh, starting from a, a small uh, family-owned business, then I had to build up my my own career and uh, I I tried always to explore new challenges and even when uh, and this I have to say thanks to my wife that always supported <laughs> me when I took the decision to go on my own uh, this was of course uh, you know very relevant I had a very stable and uh, important position in a Swiss company but uh, I say now it's time to to create something on my own so i made this this jump and so far i've been very satisfied good, good for you oh, and oh, uh, of course of course uh, pressure is there because uh, sure. <laughs> you know raman more than <laughs> uh, i mean uh, then you have uh, especially when you start having responsibility for other people working with you and this is uh, it's important you know Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And the last couple of questions, Stefano, was, um, and because I don't want to keep you too long. And so, how, tell me, how would your best friend describe you in three words? My best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, 
this is a challenging question. No, I, <laughs> no for sure, uh, as I said, uh, I'm passionate about what I'm doing and uh, I'm loyal and sometimes uh, I'm too direct. You know, maybe <laughs> Thomas is not my best uh, best asset, probably. <laughs> and and the final question is just simply, you know, whether you have any other final comments or requests for the audience. Is there anything else you'd like to say uh, to to the listeners of the show? Yeah, the, my last statement uh, and uh, is uh, simply to be open. Uh, about new things you know i was just very quickly mentioning modeling modeling mm -hmm. is something that is uh, applied since decades in the food industry petrochemical why not in pharma yeah. and this is, for for this i can mention to you tens of other uh, toolbox toolbox or technologies that could be applied to pharma so be open and be curious this is yeah. a, this is really a message that uh, I would like the people keep in mind. I love that. And uh, I used to have a, a boss many years ago who used to uh, look across at the um, automotive sector and said that if you look at the speed at which cars are manufactured and assembled versus the speed at which, say, drug products are manufactured, it's you know very it's like chalk and cheese. And you know ultimately, you're, you're producing a very... Um, often high value project uh, product, but also one that is you know, going to be used or consumed by humans. And she had a very similar view as just literally being open to learnings from other sectors uh, mm. and benefiting uh, the sector that we work in. So I think that's a, that's a great kind of final message to, to end on Stefano. So thank you so much uh, for, for coming on, on the show. And it's been a, been a pleasure to catch up with you uh, and speak again. Thank you. again thanks so much for tuning in to molecule to market we hope you enjoyed today's episode you can find more shows on spotify apple podcast or wherever you like to listen get in touch with us on our website moleculetomarketpod.com and follow us on linkedin or twitter and we will see you again next week Molecule to Market is sponsored and funded by Remarketing, an international content, digital, and design agency that helps companies get noticed, raise profile, and generate leads in life sciences.